0: Welcome to the Irish Tech News podcast, presented by the Tech Doctor, Ronan Leonard.
1: Hi, welcome to this our tech news podcast. Today, I'm talking with Adam Hankin, the general manager of Waystation Ireland. Adam, great, thank you. Tell me a bit about your background. My background, well,
0: I'm in Ireland for 15 years, despite the accent. Um, so, I've had most of my professional life over here. Um, I guess relevant stuff was I was one of the founding group that launched a company called Living Social here in Ireland. That was a good marketing disruption. uh, It turned marketing for SMEs on its head. Uh, I was with them for a good few years and then got into a bit of uh, lending disruption to a peer-to-peer SME lender. And then most recently, I've uh, launched a company called WageStream, which is trying to disrupt the way that we get paid.
1: Tell me how WageStream works and what it does.
0: So WageStream... Essentially, it's an app. You get the chance to pay yourself whenever you want. So uh, we can track what you earn in a real-time basis. And if an unplanned expense occurs and you don't have any savings set aside, you can literally just stream some of your wages into your account interest-free to access it rather than going into your overdraft or credit card or getting a payday loan.
1: How long does that take?
0: So in the UK, it only takes four seconds via faster payment. Over here, we're kind of hamstrung by SEPA so it's uh, in the batch processing but worst case scenario it'll be in the next day in the next
1: morning and can there, what kind of money can, you talk, can it be big small amounts or was it so
0: it? you can only access a portion of what you've earned yeah. that's the key to this so on day one of the month you can't suddenly say oh I want to take a thousand euros out yeah um, let's say you're only earning a hundred euros a day at the end of day one you can access up to 50 euros of it so we would set the limit at 50% of your earned income yeah but the company can actually set that lower if they like. And then on top of that, the employee, if they don't want to be tempted, they can actually make that lower again. Yeah,
1: and it's done by company rather than, than, than the person?
0: Yeah, so the company would set a limit, but then the person can actually, the employee can yeah. say, hey, I've been given access to 40% of my earned income, but actually I'd only really like to access up to 20%. Yeah, and also when
1: you get new clients, is it by company or by person?
0: So it's uh, it's by company. So yeah. we have to sign up the company to. For them to offer it as an employee benefit to their staff so we would sign them up work out a communications plan with them and they would then roll out this benefit to the staff.
1: And how's it been going so far?
0: It's brilliant it's one of these great news stories you know you've never sat in front of an HR director and them turn around and say keeping their employees out of debt was a bad idea you know so every HR director that we've sat in front of loves it. you know, we would probably like the sales process to be a bit quicker, but you know, we are we're definitely making great inroads here in Ireland.
1: Because yeah, I guess it's, it's 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 new it's a new new idea of 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 normally doing things, giving them money. Because normally you go to your boss and ask for an, an advance.
0: Yeah, and you know that thing of asking for an advance, you know, it's that's an uncomfortable conversation for both sides of the desk, whether it's the employee or the HR yeah. manager. Nobody enjoys being in that conversation, and we shouldn't actually ask people or make people do that you know if you're 20 days into the into the month you've earned 20 days wages you should have access to that money yeah. that's what we think and uh, you know you shouldn't have to go with your cap in hand asking for an advance you know so we look at it that every single employee gives their business an interest free loan every month and yeah. that probably should stop
1: well I guess in a way it stops people going into payday loans where they're going to break up huge debts
0: well that's one of our missions is to kill off the payday loan market yeah. so uh we actually got a famous piece of PR last year we, uh, when Wonga went under. Yeah. Um, one of the guys turned out and said, what the, what the, that would be funny if we just uh, did a funeral procession for Wonga. And the CEO, he's a bit of a maverick, and he was like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. So, literally, I think three days later, walking along a bridge in London with a coffin that said, death to payday loans on the side, all in top hats yeah. and suits. Uh, with the flowers saying "payday loans" on, and you know, I think we got something like sixty-two pieces of press from from that one stunt. It was amazing. Yeah, it's
1: really like Penn and Ryanair when they they do stuff, they do stunts that are basically no one else would do, and they don't care if they, if they get fined. The coverage is worth more than the fine.
0: Yeah, this coverage was you know we were the front page of the Guardian, a bunch of other things, and you know, the BBC was using yeah. the image on their site. It was it was an incredible piece of viral PR stunt magic, whatever you want to call it. It's a for us. Yeah, because for me,
1: I'm looking at something you might have on a last minute. Uh, They've got a bill, maybe the, the car gets broken, has to be fixed. Things that don't expect. Or seeing your school tells you, oh, your child has gone away on a school trip. And you have to budget for that. How do you budget for that? With you guys, it's easy to do that.
0: Yeah, but that's the problem with unplanned expenses. Yeah. They come when, not, when you're least expecting them. So, um, look, as a generation, we're, we're not good at putting money aside for a rainy day. You know we definitely realize that we need to, to fix that. We, we do have a savings element to it as well, where we're trying to get everybody up to a, a savings level of 250 euros. Yeah, but it is when that unplanned expense comes that people can't manage it, and that's when they make bad financial decisions. Yeah,
1: you know. I can somebody basically who's the next smoker who quit smoking, suddenly they've got all this money. What to do with it if they put it in, like with you guys, and, and each month high off in the interest account, and might say that's for Christmas or that's for basically. A, Along with
0: the wife, yeah. So the way that we do the savings element is pretty cool. Actually, we you set a savings goal, and you kind of you can assign a picture to it. So let's say you know I want to bring the wife to Monat yeah. next May. We'll calculate how many months you have to go to that point, how much you need to save. So let's say it's twenty five euros a month, and we can automatically deduct that from your pay into the savings account, which you can access at any time. It's in your name.
1: Yeah, and I guess basically. Because it's basically down down with smartphones, not easier for people to use it because years ago this stuff couldn't have been done because you have to have a big computer.
0: Yeah, so this is in someone's pocket every single time. It's a we've done some user insights and you know, we interviewed a hundred different people that actually use our app and they said it gives them a huge sense of peace of mind, knowing that if something happens, they have this on hand. Nobody wants to use it every month and we don't want them to use it every month yeah. either because we are genuinely trying to improve people's financial well-being. But having that ability to do it without getting yourself into a cycle of debt is of great comfort to an employee.
1: Yeah, because I guess you, you could have a scenario which might sound like Hollywood where an employee is in debt and suddenly they said, look, we know you're in debt and uh, if you, if, um, they might blackmail you and do other things because of that debt. It's, I know it's far facts, right, but you know she in the movie where someone's... <laughs> At least with you guys, you have got an opportunity where that person won't have that won't have that scenario facing them.
0: Yeah, we we get such great feedback on this. Um, you know, we preach from the rooftops that more staff will stay. You know, you you're yeah. not going to fix your staff turnover problem, but you'll drastically help it. Um, so you know, staff are not going to leave your company if they have this benefit and the other company doesn't. Yeah. The same with recruitment. If you've got two job spe- two job ads side by side, and one of them is you can pay yourself whenever you want. And the other one is, you can only get paid monthly. Yeah. Which one are you going to apply to? So there's these elements of it which, which really work for the business. The third piece being the productivity piece, which is what really has astounded us. Because we've now put people in control of what they earn.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, they were always in control, but now they can actually see a tangible result for, for doing work. So if I'm working in a restaurant and it's Tuesday and someone calls in sick on the Wednesday, but it's another 20 days till payday, yeah. and the manager sends out the SOS text going, can someone cover this shift? Now I could work that Wednesday and pay myself on the Thursday if I wanted to. Yeah. So it's almost like an incremental revenue yeah. piece for the employee. Similarly, if they stream some of their wages early in the month, they know that they're gonna get that taken out of their pay at the end of the month. So then they put their hand up for more shifts to make it up. So. We see probably about
1: 22% more hours worked in the shift environment. I guess when you said earlier that, uh, that you, you pay a set of the hours you worked, which is, in my view, is right because that means if you worked work, like, work 30 hours so far in a in month, you can, you can take the money you worked already in and use that, which is great. Yeah, uh, absolutely.
0: We, we even had one user case study that said that her rent comes out two days before she gets paid. So she gets paid on, let's say, the 30th, and her rent always comes out on the 28th. Yeah. And every single month, she has two days in her overdraft. And this was in the UK, and yeah. the bank charged her £5 euro, five pounds per day for going into her overdraft. But she just accepted this that every single month she was going to get fined £10 pounds yeah. because her rent came out early. Now, this is you now stopped. She doesn't have to do that. It's the yeah. small things like this that you don't even
1: think about. And also, I means because because when you do direct debits, they come at different times a month. Now you, now you can guarantee yourself that there's going to be paid, and the bank wants to be charge you a fee because the money wasn't going to come up with the But you,
0: I, and I've got an interesting thought on this, but you know, 30 years ago, I think the multi-pay cycle probably did work. Yeah. Because you used to get your pay in a cheque, which yeah. most people have forgotten what they look like now, an old checkbook, book. You know. Yeah. But you used to get your pay in a cheque, you get that in, but all of your bills you also pay by cheque. So I remember my dad, he used to, after payday, he used to get, let all the bills yeah. pile up and he used to send one Sunday, writing out all the checks and send off all the bills. So he had one income and then most of his outgoings went out on the same day. But if you look at my bank statement right now, I've probably got 15 to 20 direct debits that come out of different times in the month. Yeah. And none of them were even in existence 30 years yeah. ago. It's like a mobile phone, broadband, Sky TV, Amazon Prime, LinkedIn Premium, yeah. Spotify, all of this stuff didn't even exist and they've just found new ways to extract money out of us at different times
1: of the month. So I have one income and 20 outgoings. Yeah, no, I, mean, I know that tw- 20 years ago, the stuff I'm paying for now, like a mobile phone I was on pay, Go now on bill pay, and in the long term, uh, bill pay work, you than pay as you go, but you got that. guys, you've broadband, everything, and each, each time the bill comes out, at a certain time of the month, not exactly the same time
0: it's a horrifying experience if you actually add up everything that you pay on a subscription basis. Yeah. You know, especially if you're paying the full boat for, for Sky and things like this and 250 meg broadband or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It all tops up and if you think that that didn't, those none of those monthly fees or payments ever even existed 30 years ago. Yeah. It's a You know, it is mad.
1: Yeah. I, I'm looking back now and I'm thinking, how the hell did we live 30 years ago without a, with a, with this person? Now we need it. And especially now, when like I do almost everything it's done on my phone, so if I'm lucky to pay a bill, certain bills I can just check and see is enough money in my account to do it. If not, another kind I got put money from that to that to pay it off. But there is years you could do You you said you got a check and that check was what you put into your account.
0: Yeah, but even you know, it's it's crazy when you you're talking about technology there and you know we live in this on demand <coughs> world yeah. where now we've found ways to make everything quicker. You know I want it, I want it now. Yeah. But hundred years ago you used to get paid weekly used to queue up. Yeah. You know, you're probably in Dublin. You work in industry. You queue up with hundreds of other people. You put your hand out and you get your cash in your hand. And 100 years later, with all this technological advancement, most people are now paying monthly. Yeah. So in 100 years, pay has got four times slower. And I don't think there's anything out there that in 100 years has got four times slower or even
1: stayed the same. Yeah. For that you to go to years ago work and you go and get your, your pay slip. And, and sometimes, when I work in the supermarkets, I got paid back, help. but sometimes before that, before they brought that in, you go each week and have your, your ages in your little envelope. And yeah. then you go home and that was it. And then if you're married, you give most of that to your wife. <laughs> Unless you, you, like some people I know, for example, if you work in, like, in docking there in double shipping, the wife would go to the pub to get the husband. He would be there with his mates drinking. and He have to go in and say, look, where's my, uh, my, my monthly allowance for the house? Yeah. these says door. the wife are earning more money than you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I've heard of people like that, you see like years ago, they go and find a husband, and the husband would be down in the pub and knew where he worked drinking, and she had to go make it from the often. And hopefully he, he didn't gamble where he spent much of it on this drink.
0: This is it. Yeah. Sim- it Sim- simpler
1: times. Yeah, but it's all changed. I mean t- Technology, in a way, has made it better, and, and what you're giving is somebody an opportunity. Because you said earlier to me off, off-air, how you can actually um, mark it out by uh, what my might be used for. So in the month, when you, ch- when you ch- we check your statement, you can say, "Oh yeah, that went because I paid this. I paid this bill," and you you can be keep track on. You can you can point to that. how much money was spent on bills, and what's spent, this? what's spent in that. So, and also you said earlier that you can look at a person's uh, statement, and if they're more of a saver than than somebody who's actually spending it, paying bills, you can send them across like a little articles about how to save money and, and what you invested in.
0: Yeah, so we believe in prevention yeah. and cure. You know, financial well being is not just. Being able to get yourself out of trouble when, when you need to, yeah. you know, really it's three pillars of education, savings, and yeah. and being able to get yourself out of trouble. So we partner up with charities, independent charities in the UK and Ireland. So in the UK, it's Money Advice Service, and the money charity over yeah. here it's MABS, and we get financial education from them that is completely independent. So we're yeah. not trying to drive them into any products or anything like that. It's like you know, debt and budgeting advice. What do you do if you're in negative equity? Things that people want to know. Yeah. And it's in there in bite-sized format. And depending on your usage then we can tailor that experience to you. So as you mentioned there, if you know, you're know you not streaming any wages in the month because you're really good at savings, we'll send you savings and pensions advice. Whereas if I've had a tough month and I've had to stream five times in the month, yeah. we'll send me budgeting advice on how to lower your bills, things like that. So you know, it is the full 360 degree package. Um, one thing, you know, we, we were invested in by charities when we, when we first launched. Fair by Design Fund is a charity yeah. fund that invests in businesses that are doing social good. So we have to, A, we had to prove to them that this was a good solution for people, that it wasn't going to put them into difficulty. But B, we have to report back every quarter, figures like how many people have we stopped getting a payday loan.
1: Yeah.
0: So that's the reason why we ask this feedback. It's not just for
1: our own benefit. You know, we do actually report on it. Because I, I, I can imagine that payday loans are the scourge. I remember a few years ago Wonga went to sponsor Newcastle United and all the fans didn't want that because they wanted their, their, their team tainted by a payday loan.
0: Oh, it's disgusting. I'm originally from the North East yeah. and, you know, yeah, they, they are the scourge of society and, you know, we were happily dancing on their grave when they went under and we will dance on every other grave whenever that happens again. You know, in Ireland you've got the problem with the likes of Provident Loans who, you know, they're a doorstep lender but they're yeah. huge. They're huge, and people don't really know it because it's not as prominent as in the UK. They're not sponsoring football teams, or they're not on daytime yeah. TV. But these guys, you go online, you ask for 250 euro, all you have to do is provide one payslip to prove that you're working. Yeah. And they then come round to your house and give it to you in cash, and then every week they come around and collect 15 euros from you. It's disgusting, it, it, absolutely disgusting. The people get into this cycle of debt, they get friendly with their debt collector, and then the debt collectors say, Oh, you're halfway through, now you've been really good on the payment, you want some more? And they pump them into this cycle of debt. And this is all under the guise of a regulated system, yeah. you know, in Ireland. And I tell the guys in the UK that this is happening over here and they're just speechless.
1: Yeah, I'd like uh, when I watch Daytime TV and I watch the British TV, I see three ads that come up all the time. One is for basically cancer, and it's all about basically cancer treatment and like support. Another one is is for a uh, life insurance. And the third is is payday lenders.
0: Quick QuickGrid, yeah, yeah,
1: probably, yeah. Quick QuickGrid, or there's a few the ones like uh, lending a few the ones that come on and they're saying, how great we are, and you, you, you can come in within the hour, you're approved. And I'm thinking, that's not, that's not what you want to see.
0: No, no. And you know what, they actually 5x their advertising spend in the last yeah. week of the month. So yeah. they've figured out that that's when people are under the most pressure, is that last week of the pay cycle. So they ramp up their advertising the last week. Every single one.
1: Yeah, so and then that's when there one of these places you go to where you can go and sell your your uh, pawn your second hand goods. And it's and it and it had had with basically for, for twenty years they've had people to go and buy heroin. Turn your T V into heroin and their placement into heroin. Because what people would be doing, they would go in and hop that stuff off and then maybe a month later buy it back and then hop it again. And it's kinda of sad and especially with also cash for gold, that stuff as well. Back in Ireland, that that went through a word, It's not a popular we See, when it was in Ireland, it was only in places or poor areas.
0: Well, the value of gold started dropping, yeah. so it probably wasn't as much of a,
1: you, you, you <laughs> a saw, bit of venture anymore. But you never see cash for gold somewhere of like Knights like, um, Knightsbridge or Chelsea. Of course not. No. Or, or in Dublin, you wouldn't. You, certain areas in Dublin, you wouldn't see it. And so I'm thinking, why is it only the poor areas? The richer ones, are the ones who've got all the gold, and the ones who who, who poor probably got their there's stuff in somewhere uh, in a shop that they thought was gold, wasn't gold; it's gold plated, and it's just they're sitting going in and selling it and also how do you know somebody didn't steal the gold and then Hulk it off. It's it's kind of sad. It's yeah. it has gone has gone in a, like Dickensian back to Charles Dickens time in certain ways. In certain ways, I I think a lot of that has
0: curtailed a bit. You know, there was the uh, if you remember the cash for clothes yeah. shops everywhere like those that started popping up where you used to bring in a bag of clothes and get a tenner or something but uh, I think most of that is stamped out I think a lot of it was probably a bit of a money laundering racket and then
1: it's being stamped out Yeah, I saw yesterday another an episode of a reminder and uh, on and off daily was had a guy that was swapping goldfish for clothes The so kids were giving them the goldfish were giving them clothes and he was giving them goldfish he about getting, and he was making money off that he said for each fish he cost 15 cents 50 pence for each fish I'm getting clothes I'm sending him by the kilo, and he's making money. True. That wouldn't be done now, but that was remind me of what you said earlier about, about the, the cash and And it's kind of sad people were actually doing that. Well, there was a gang warfare in
0: Dublin about yeah. that. There was like <laughs> I remember somebody getting shot in Ardane, Yeah, like he would crossed onto someone's path, and that was like the uh, on, on someone's patch because yeah. they were doing the little bag drops. You know, they leave the bag yeah. on your on your doorstep, and yeah, somebody got kneecapped because uh, he'd he'd strayed onto someone else's patch. Yeah, it's, it's so I mean, lucrative. Apparently they were selling their lorry for half a million or something. Yeah, it but it's,
1: it's sad when you we see that, but at least you're coming along, you've more or less made the people more flexible again, they and they know you don't get it anymore, and we can look after them, and we look after ourselves, so, and, and no stress. The worst thing is, if, if you got a last minute, you kick them themselves, and the screen of has been damaged, maybe they had a fight or something else, how do you replace that? And nowadays, the uniforms are only sold in certain shops. When I mean, you go in there, you're paying a lot of money for them.
0: Yeah, oh, absolutely. I've got two kids. Uh, one of them is just in school. I, I've I've seen the, the school uniform rip off, alright.
1: Yeah, I remember years ago, I was uh, just one in, in Aberdeen, Scotland, and I went to an own public school, and our uniform was from House of Fraser. So you can imagine, uh, and I had the guys in my class with a working class background, most of them, and I had to go, of hey, Fraser, buy uniform. I didn't quite get that. How? how that, why they couldn't buy it in somewhere else, it had to be there.
0: Yeah, that, I think you should definitely be allowed to just buy the badge and the iron is on. It. <laughs> yeah, so like it's like they're
1: basically, right now in Little Analdi, they've got school uniform and stuff, but they're told, people said, no, you can't wear that because it has to have the school badge in it. And, and that's school badge. It's a racket. <laughs> it's a market. Yeah, yeah
0: it's, a, it's a racket, but it's, it's, uh, like it's, a, it's, a, it's a nice business to be in if you
1: can be there. It's like basically a tiny kid. You have to wear a Gucci uniform, because uh, because uh, I, cause otherwise what we have, like M&S isn't good enough, has to be Gucci. I'm thinking, that's wrong. Well, and if it's not, they get to pay of bills and come out, what i expect it, you guys are there to make sure it doesn't happen.
0: Yeah, but like, I was chatting to my next door neighbour, and I think, I, I've forgotten what you and her daughter's going into, yeah. but I think it was nearly... 500 euros for school books and an iPad. She was told she had to yeah. have an iPad, so they had to go out and buy school books and an iPad. It was 500 euros yeah. just before she started school, and they've got four kids. Then you're actually seeing some real real financial stress get to put on fam- get to put on families when that kind of thing happens.
1: And then also, if if family hasn't got broadband or such, what happens next? Because they use the, the, uh, probably the uh, iPad via, via Wi Fi to do stuff. And I think have an app that only works when it's logged into the internet. And at home you haven't got that. Or you've got a very slow speed, what do you do then? Yeah,
0: you're yeah. not watching Netflix.
1: No, but I mean <laughs> but you, there's that kind of stuff that yeah. they're presuming now that when you're homeworking you upload stuff that you need a certain speed. It's kinda of crazy and I think it's an i time to put it under this pressure. And at least technology like what you were doing is, is giving them a, an out and technology has been used for for good rather than bad. Absolutely. You know, the, the use cases we get back from both businesses
0: and employees, and this is the, the key point of why it is actually taking off so quickly, is because it fixes problems for the employee, yeah. but it also fixes huge problems for the employer. So both parties want it. You know, and we see, it, we'll roll it out, within three months 60% of employees will actually download the app yeah. and be enrolled. Of them, 75% of, it, 75% of them will have used it at least once in the first three months. So it's just something that is actual tangible. If you look at the benefit space, yeah. you know, we we went to this employee benefits live last week and there's hundreds of people selling loads of fluffy benefit things, like half-price cinema tickets that nobody will go to, you know, massages that'll yeah. come around to your chair, all this kind of lovely fluffy stuff that would sit at the top of Maslow's hierarchy yeah. of needs. But this is actually something that sits at the bottom, it's an essential need. It's like, oh look, I'm a I'm a home carer and my car's broken down. And if I don't get to work, someone's not getting fed or getting a okay. medication, so I'm going to get a payday loan to make sure I get my car fixed because I can't afford not to go to work. And that's some of the things that we see. You know, it is an essential need. You know, people don't want to have to get into debt when an unplanned expense comes up.
1: Yeah, because I, I guess if someone gets an unplanned expense, years ago at times, when they when work colleague might lend them money, or here's Fiverr, we're going out for drink tonight, and you say, I can't come out because I'm broke. Or, What's will sub you and everything else. And then then it comes to the end of the month they've got to pay them back. Whether well, in a scenario where your boss will notice some of your staff is stressed because they're worried about how they're going to manage to live day to day and then they can't afford that book. They can't, you know, and they're bringing your really sweet cheap sandwiches because they're so to afford in the But financial stress, every study you read, financial stress is
0: the biggest stressor in the workplace. Yeah. It's the biggest cause of absenteeism. It's also the biggest cause of lack of productivity where people are actually in work trying to sort out the finances. Yeah.
1: And they're probably on the phone all the time trying to get something arranged and the boss goes, why are you doing that on my time?
0: But, you know, this is, financial stress is the type of stress that keeps you awake at yeah. you night. Know, people are sitting up at night going, how am I going to manage this? And this is why it is so key. And all of the well-being packages you see out there, a lot of them forgot about financial well-being, so it's all physical and mental. Yeah. But financial well-being was forgotten about. And then when they're trying to tack it on, they're either getting the bank in or financial advisors, and yeah. they're just trying to sell them products and tell them, hey, look, why don't you spend less? You know, We all know that. Yeah. And I'm not saying financial education is key, but this actually means that you, from day one, you can actually stop yourself from getting into debt, and that's Good. why it works. Yeah, being me, the biggest debt
1: every month is basically a mortgage, and you get to pay it paid off, and then suddenly you get unexpected debts coming in, bills coming in. They haven't cover that and the mortgage as well.
0: But I tell you, the next iteration, I'm going to give away my best business idea here, yeah. but I was speaking to someone in the bank a while ago, and this bank used to allow them to pay off, the, they used to get paid fortnightly, and they used to be able to pay off their mortgage every fortnight yeah. instead of monthly. And this, apparently, because you're saving two weeks on every payment yeah. on this, their interest is cut dra- like, dramatically. Yeah. Just imagine if we lived in a world where you could pay yourself daily and pay your mortgage off daily. Yeah. You'd take out that mortgage probably 10, 15 years earlier
1: yeah, if only a bank. will I think banks might allow that because they're losing the money.
0: Yeah, they probably won't allow
1: it. But that's my next big idea. <laughs> no, I, mean, I think actually it's of basically it's so obvious as well. But I'm trade back that, by the way. Don't be stealing but you haven't given a name yet, so you got to think of a name for it as well. Keep it to yourself, so. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, just I, I just think that something like that is it, so obvious as well, and because um, for me the biggest bill that want people have is is, is the mortgage, and then can I pay it off, I and mean, then if that's paid off suddenly they got another bill coming through they had inspected how did pay that off and how did it and said well the mortgage comes first because we roof have our heads well, where do we live?
0: But you know what the banks are copping onto this now. Yeah. You know, so Bank of Ireland have very publicly come out with a financial well being kind of package mm-hmm. for all their employees. Yeah. Uh, sorry not the well they are doing something with their employees, but mainly for the customers and the business customers, where you can actually go on and get a financial well being score they're actually trying to help people get out of debt and you know I think they're quite open with the fact of hey you know what when when a direct debit bounces and you know we charge you 12 quid 70 as a as a referral fee yeah. that's probably not the best thing we can do to you you know when you're at your lowest debt yeah. so I think they are getting it I think they are getting more socially responsible you know yes obviously they need to make profits but I think you're you're definitely seeing a different side to the banks now, where they are actually looking at financial well-being and saying, you know, how can we actually help our customers be more financially, you know, healthy, yeah. rather than screwing them.
1: Yeah, well, I think there's going to be a with mortgages. They'll find a way to actually uh, reduce your mortgage. they always make sure that you're going to pay them top dollar because that's where the money's made for them.
0: That's absolutely where the money's made, but yeah. I definitely think there are going to be inroads. You know, you've seen them being more responsible now. Where, you know, in the past, like perfect example, if you have a two thousand euro credit card bill,
1: yeah,
0: and you only let the minimum pay off it, you never add anything more onto the payments. If you only let them pay off the minimum, it'll yeah. take you eight and a half years to pay it off. But now they've actually started writing that at the bottom of the bills. Yeah. Whereas beforehand, I never knew that. You know, I was one of these guys that had two grand credit card bills. Best intentions of paying off or oh, next month, next month, next month. It was just paying off the minimum. It was never the capital was never going down. Yeah, you're just servicing the interest, but they don't tell you that. Now they're actually getting a bit more responsible and they're putting that on the bottom. And um, you know they're trying to find ways of going, hey, look, if you do this, you will reduce the amount of interest you pay on yeah. X. So they are getting more responsible, but they need to be because there's challenger banks out there who are, you know, taking their dinner. Yeah, and also they're getting fined with government. Like, what tax brokers have they getting fined the government for not for not doing what you be doing? So. Yeah, but you know, I find that sector interesting. You know, the, the whole banking sector. You've got all of the, the old, you know, stalwart banks, and then now yeah. you've got the challenger banks coming in. I think at the start they probably ignored the challenger banks, and now they're going. Oh, actually, now we have to sit up and take note. So you're seeing banks that you would have thought were just so traditional and would never change, are actually really trying to yeah. move quickly with the times. To try and catch up because they realise that there's a whole generation of people that are going to be growing up with N26, Monzo, and Revolut. They go, Who
1: needs a Bank of Ireland or an AIB? Again? Yeah. And you were last month that are based over in the Cayman oh, yeah. Islands and they're just a business only Challenger Bank. But they're, do, they're doing things What What's that they like, called again? Oh, uh, I'm trying to the, guy, the guy's Tide name. Ties or something, is it? Is it Tide? No, oh. the, guy front, the guy's name was uh, EcuBank. Okay. And they're basically, what they do is they're basically doing business bag- banking. But their view is they're launching world, they're worldwide, and, and they're doing things basically where it's, it's all done online and then nothing else. And, that's, and and if you want to talk to somebody, there's a phone number, but also you can do live chats as well. And their view is that when you're a customer with, with us, you can be working different time zones. We're going to be there to make sure we deal with you. And they said a lot of, the, of non-banks, haven't caught, haven't realised this yet. Says, we we saw this earlier on. We're doing this now, and he says Cayman Islands were based because that's where a lot of these other banks who business are based. Anyways, we want to base where they're based, and just show them that we're in, in your front garden and your back backyard as well. We're where you are, and we're doing what you should be doing. It's
0: nothing to do with tax at all.
1: <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no. I didn't
0: no. I think there's a very good reason why a bank would yeah. want to be based in the Caymans.
1: Yeah, I, I do agree with that, but I did I did actually mention that. about I was going to mention, oh no, yes, yeah, I <laughs> did. No, I was. I'm not going to say about tax, but I mean, he was saying some of the competitors that they that they that <laughs> uh, they have are basically we're well, basically that's where they are. Yeah, that's. Uh, that's and I'm
0: happened.
1: thinking, okay, that that I wasn't going to argue with that, but I, I'm thinking of what they're doing is they're making they're letting these banks take note, and I guarantee, especially like cryptocurrencies, in about five ten years' time, banks will realize we should have been there sooner. And it, it I think it's going to come to a point where some banks are going to realize if you get in there now we're too late. Because yeah. the Challenger Black will come in and do crypto stuff that they couldn't do.
0: Yeah, like, you know, I'm a Revolut customer. Yeah. And Revolut aren't doing anything that's like, wow, that's just incredible. You know, they're letting you buy crypto through your yeah. Revolut account. You know, very easy to top up instead of having to go to an exchange. I feel like it's a bit safer than going on a Coinbase or something else. Yeah. Um, you know, so I'll, I'll accumulate a bit of Bitcoin every now and again, just yeah. you know through through Revolut, you know, giving me a text message every single time I spent money. There's nothing groundbreaking about that, but I love it. Yeah. I love it when I'm in a busy bar and I tap, and then I you know the guy hasn't shown me how much is on there, and I can see oh you know that was actually seven ninety nine. Yeah. You know, it's things like this that aren't groundbreaking. You know, transfer wise was around for years, yeah. and you could do the you know cross border stuff very cheaply. You know, they've just Housed it in in an app, yeah. and so when I go up to London, I can just use Sterling straight away and use that benefit. They've just managed to package together things that were already there, just really cleanly and well, given a great user, user experience, really good at customer service, yeah. and now I'm an absolute advocate of them,
1: even if they are supposed to be a terrible employer. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I interviewed a guy last Monday who has got an app, basically that basically does crypto, but it does all currencies that are popular, so you can go and you can you can invest. And what I normally in the past you have, to, you have to go to a different server or a different wallet to do this. It's a one wallet, so on that wallet, you can access all the, like, if it's Bitcoin, Ripple, Ethereum, any of the major currencies, or new ones that I think will do well, you can go and invest in sort of in the one place, and said the moment no one's doing that, as such, it's just, and they're basically, in a way, kind of like a challenger back what they're doing. He says, well, no one's doing it yet because no one's had the balls to think to actually uh, worth doing it. Because they're not sure which currency is going to be, is going to last. And also, the major banks don't want to do it because they're so worried because they can't control the exchange rate of the currencies.
0: Yeah, I think the only problem with all these vaults is how safe they're going to be.
1: Yeah, and there's a lot of these things. Like actually, a lot of every day you see a lot of ICOs, and how many of those uh, those ICOs are going to be relevant in ten years' time?
0: None. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say nearly ninety-nine percent of all those ICOs all turned out to be absolute.
1: Yeah, Can't I know. I know one or few years there, ago, somebody in Las Vegas wanted to launch an ICO, and what was they were going to build a casino and a hotel. And the idea was the I, the ICO was going to basically launch their own currency. And when you're in 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 the, in the hotel casino, staying there, each eating, drinking, all you could spend was that currency. Nothing else. Oh, look,
0: there's some wonderful ideas around these things. Yeah, you know, it's it's a great idea to have a token for everything. I, yeah, I have major concerns over whether people are just going to have different currency for every shop they go to or yeah. you know, every you know say brand they use you know I, I don't see that being the case personally I definitely see crypto being huge in the future yeah, but okay. I think having you know what are we at now 2,400 on coin market yeah. cap. you know having 2,400 different coins is just not viable it's like
1: basically you have a Tesla Club card and then you go to M&S and s card and you have all your different cards when we have you should have one of these guys say we're going to have one wallet and that's it, and then you can see how it works. And, and uh, I think people have got to realise that that's the way to go. But most guys are aren't still sure how this works.
0: Well, no, the problem is too many people are being scammed. Yeah. So I know of a pyramid scheme that was operating in Dublin for a long time. and seems to have gone underground now. But you know they were just catching people into this cryptocurrency. You know, oh, we're going to have this card that you know will be the quickest transactions in the world. and... You know, guess what? None of it's materialized. They bought at 50 cents and now it's worth like 0.005
1: cents. Last year I was at a conference and they had, tech up, they had the biggest time in the whole place. And I was shouting to the one of the guys and yeah, said, this is, this is what we do. and said, So in other words, so yeah, you can use us and then you can get different currencies from us. But you have to pay to get in. And once you pay to get in, you try and get your friends to come in as well. Yeah. And I said, parents scheme, And then I said, I'm I said, See months later, I got an email from one of the phone saying, somebody wants to get in a the podcast, and they don't want to pay to be in a podcast. And they're doing this crypto stuff. And I said, oh, oh, who is it? And they gave me the name. I said, that name looks very familiar. How do I know it? And I googled it. And it turns out that normally the stock market page you go to, gives you a list of all the different cryptocurrencies. They're in page 500, not in the first page. Oh, yeah. And then I looked up Oh, I just see those guys. I know them. I, I, those are the guys that I, I saw early in the year's conference and I didn't want to get involved. And they've actually been banned in Canada for for, ratio for what they're doing. And Poland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: we, we know the same one. Yeah. Yeah, we so, won't bother mentioning no, them. No, I, no, no free publicity for you, scammers. No, yeah.
1: and, I, and I figured and, and, and it was like a, they thought they basically paid me a podcast Did it were like about a year before that. Somebody else was on Twitch to me to be in a podcast, and he was an SEO marketing guy. He said, I want you to try and sell my products in SEO, digital marketing. I said, oh yeah, don't get for the internet, great. What do you guys offer? We offer a way that we guarantee you're going to be always in the top pages in Google. <coughs> what it turns out was that the, well, when you go into the first thing you can do a website or, or redo website, first month Google is tracking you and gives you a high rank because oh, you've got new content. Second month it seems oh you're following practice. Second month I realized, all the practice that you were doing, something that we banned six or a year or so ago, and then from that it kicked off Google. So I said, and then I looked them up as well, and in CNN it said that this guy was a, was a well-known cyber criminal. What he was doing was offering something that shouldn't be done. I'm thinking, no, I said. So and, I, and same with, with with crypto. I got a lot of people. And the guy from to who who banned the can in Poland. I said, they got the big they got the biggest stand that Microsoft had in the building and Microsoft were there and they got these huge big standards and it's but someone's got a big stand and you don't really hear them that's when you start wondering how they got the old Microsoft for somebody else but
0: these guys were going around the country yeah doing these road shows in hotels you know going, oh we'll teach you about cryptocurrency yeah and they're going to paint it as this thing we'll teach you about cryptocurrency and they're like Oh, you know, if you got into Bitcoin, you know, 10 years ago, mm. you'd be like a billionaire now, you know, if you put this amount in. And this is just at the start, and this is going to be the Bitcoin yeah. killer. But the problem is, they were going around the country getting, you know, farmers, people in the 40s, 50s with a bit of equity, a bit of money that they hadn't invested for a few years, and roping these guys in. And these people didn't have a clue about crypto yeah. whatsoever. They were putting in big sums of money, some of them 100, 125K, and by all accounts, it's all gone. It's all gone in the space of two years, and mm. these guys are burnt. Those people are yeah. never going to go into crypto ever again, unless they've maybe just been keeping an eye on yeah. Bitcoin and going, "Oh, if we'd actually invested that in Bitcoin, we actually."
1: Would be yeah, on. I've got a colleague of mine, Simon Coffey, is one of the top guys in crypto in the world, and he, and he works a lot with John McAfee. Oh yeah, right?
0: Well. Yeah, yeah.
1: Because John like, McAfee's big into that now. I follow him on, on yeah. Twitter for the crack. And the, the go around and he talks about it, this time last year. John actually uh, did a video, video interview with him, Simon. And at uh, one point in the interview, Simon had him talking about just crypto and other things in general. And he goes, The one page we use every day is Pornhub. And that's, that's, that was a quote we used in the article. And then we realized why it's because that's where people do a lot, a lot of, of viruses. Because when you get a chance, you can download a video onto your, onto your, your device. People will do that. And that's where he gets arrested. And he does that. And then he always talks about crypto as well. But my, my colleague, if I said to him, oh, by the way, these guys I've, I've heard are doing this thing. Wait, within two seconds, he you can, you, you can tell me. But I don't know if those guys are genuine or not genuine. So I've got that to fall back in. But most times I can smell it around a my way. But if I don't, because some of these guys, you I have a thing where basically, if, if you're doing one of those in-game purchases, then they have their own, their own currency for that. So you, you've got a child who's playing a game and suddenly he just. Well, oh, pl- I want to do more, so suddenly they're tapping in, and nesting a thousand euros are gone, or ten dollars are gone, because you bought in that purchase without realising it. Yeah. And that's the only currency you can use in the game, so you can't suddenly go and resell it back to them, it's no, no use.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's like when you go to one of these food festivals, and you walk out with the tokens at yeah. the end, and go, what can
1: I do with this? They're chucking you out, they go, no, nope, everywhere's closed. <laughs> yeah, I was one a few years ago, when, when I had a had, uh, big festival. And uh, I met a guy now who's working for uh, our time, and he said, oh, I'm leaving soon, have my beer tokens. So that's great, because otherwise they go to waste.
0: Oh, absolutely. I don't, I mean, that must be a great money spinner. That the, yeah. the breakage from people not spending all of the tokens they bought at these festivals must be an absolute money spinner. Yeah, well,
1: the thing is, it's a copy paper. So you, you, it is one thing that you can afford to do that, but I mean, you get times when you go along and you owe a piece of food, and you're buying the food, free festival, and you go along and you buy and they give you a little portion. And then, or you have to get the full full better portion, you've got to spend more money and you don't get enough. And it's, I, I think it's a way of making money, but people have got to realise I can't keep doing that. People are going to realise they're different scams.
0: Yeah, I just think people are a bit more sensible the next time they go. So instead yeah. of buying 40 quid's worth of vouchers when they walk in the door, they'll just buy 20. But uh,
1: or if they're there with their, with their girlfriend, their wife and kids, 40 years will go, will go a, lot, a, lot, a longer way than uh, themselves alone.
0: Yeah, but I'm, I'm a fiend for the food festival so yeah. I'm not going to
1: complain. <laughs> no, so am I. I mean, I'm, I mean, I love the one, the big grill, the one to do with the barbecue one. That's um, like mecca to me. Yeah, it is absolutely like mecca. And when I go to that one, I'm thinking, okay, what do I want, what do I want, what do I want. I'm happy to spend more because I know what I'm getting is, is quality, fresh food made in front of my eyes. Yeah, like,
0: I, I get the whole weekend ticket for that. Yeah, because it's only an extra fiver, and then you can actually pick the days based off the weather. Yeah, and if you have any tickets left over, you've you've got a little starting starting fund for yeah, the next. Yeah, first time.
1: year I went to, I got a deal in Groupon. So I got two tickets for like half, two tickets for price. Or one. So I said, bring my along. we'll go have a look. And my mate's big into craft beers. So said, so he loves craft beer, I love the craft food. So yeah. we met, and then his brother and his... Are you sure it wasn't Living Social? It could be Living Social. It was Living Social, because yeah, we had the tickets for that. Yeah, time. it was Living Social. It was yeah, we social. were quite proud of that. Yeah. Uh, we got, yeah. And then uh, his brothers came along, and, and we didn't tell the brothers that we got tickets on, on Living Social. We said, oh, we got these tickets, we didn't say we got them. Yeah, it was, um, a, it was
0: the very first year that
1: they had it on. Yeah. And then, I've done the same with rugby, there was a rugby match on, Leinster playing Munster. And there was a, I think one had a special deal on that he got a ticket for 25 euro. And normally, in the Aviva, in the, in the, in the normally your tickets are... several grade, yeah, yeah. He says, so look, i got tickets, when you comes to come along? 25 euro each? Yeah, I'll go into that. And then another time I got tickets for the uh, Pro 14 final.
0: I didn't know who was going to
1: be in it, but I assumed it was going to be Lancer. And I got both tickets for the same price for that price. I got a deal, and just, that's great. Got the, t- got the tickets and everything else and it's great right
0: getting back you know what, it was a great time yeah. you talk about the past like we launched Living Social and that was the, the wildest ride yeah. you could have ever been on it imagine. was insane Like it was just turned marketing on its head and the, even just the, explaining it to people you know, you ask people like, what do you do to bring customers in oh well we put an advert in a magazine or in the newspaper we spend money up front with yeah. no guarantee of return and Living Social and Groupon just turned it on its head and said Okay, but don't spend a penny up front. Just give us a deal, something yeah. enticing. Make sure that you at least break even on this deal. Yeah. So if somebody doesn't spend another penny, you you haven't lost any money. Yeah. And we'll fire it out to our database of half a million people in Dublin for free. And then you oh, we only get a commission off what you know, a yeah. few that I've actually bought. And it just flipped it on its head, and you were getting bums on seats and people got addicted to it. Like some businesses, the problem was, some businesses just got addicted to it because they'd never seen anything like it there. You know, you put this ad up there and, you know, Thunder Road Cafe, we used to sell 4,000 vouchers yeah. for Thunder Road Cafe. Like how are they going to get 4,000 additional people in that restaurant? They're going to have to spend an absolute fortune. But with us, we did it. It was just, inc- it was such a wild ride. It was amazing.
1: I remember some years ago, I was involved in a startup and we had a thing called Mapfo. We had a map of what was going on in the local area. And when we were into went to uh, one of these uh, incubators it was basically where you where yeah it's like a where you, where you go in three months to pay your money and you evaluate your idea and see how well it does. And they told us uh, you gotta have a kind of a group on as part of it where we can get deals. I said to the guys just no deals aren't going to work because it's a guarantee in seven years time there were two guys left, Slim Social and and, and Groupon. Why? Because they've got the money to be able to to do this, and any of the deal sites, they're going to come and go, and it happened that way. Yeah,
0: because there was no barriers to entry.
1: Yeah. It really
0: was a case of you could buy an off the shelf website from yeah. India, be up and running tomorrow, you just had to go out there and undercut Living Social and Groupon in order to do so. It was, uh, but yeah, it, the problem was it just started getting repetitive. At the start, we only put up a deal for a day, and there was yeah. this like, fear of missing out. It was like, look at this, it's a half price hotel deal, they need to get this now. Yeah. Two years down the line, it's kind of oh, there's half price hotel deal. Well, there'll be another one in two days time, so I don't need to actually rush and buy that one. So then we started going. Oh, well, let's make the deal last a little bit longer. Let's have yeah. like a marketplace where people can just come on and go shopping. But it lost that and initial was just amazing because there was this like absolute sense of urgency. There was a call to action. This one day only sale. Yeah. If you, you, know, if you action, miss it, it's gone.
1: Yeah, and you have like a countdown clock. People were not trying to go go in there because that clock is counting down.
0: And If that goes to zero, we've lost it yeah, but it it was just incredible. It was like so exciting at the start, but you know after two years of people getting you know half price massages and half price facials and half price shellacs getting sent over yeah. you know, the ladies and then half price dinners here the the food part was interesting because you might have different restaurants, but a lot of the standard fare, you know the beauty stuff, you know, people just got bored of it then it was like, oh yeah, so there's another half price laser deal coming to my inbox, you know well. Yeah. You know, I don't need to buy this today because there will be another one next week. And that's when it started to tail off, when yeah. it,
1: the novelty wore off. I remember in Germany, when Germany, <coughs> somebody in Germany copied group, Groupon, they were supposed to copy their idea and when Groupon were going to go to Germany, rather than something Scraps, they bought the company over.
0: I think it was probably the other way around. I think those brothers, I've forgotten the name of them now, but yeah. they're, they're, they're well famous for just copying Yeah, American and then ideas. they did them twice, they did them twice. Different companies, yeah, and uh, they also tried to do it the Airbnb, yeah. So, I've I read that book Blitzscaling, Scaling, yeah, by Reid Hoffman, yeah, and at the start, he talks about um, he was like mentoring the Airbnb guys, and they were in the US, and then they got this email from these brothers who is it Saman Brothers, yeah, yeah, and uh, and they literally said, Look, we've set up in Germany, we've put 120 people on this, we're gonna blitz Europe, so uh, you can either Buy us out now and give us 25% of your business, otherwise we're going to crush you in Europe. And the guys from Airbnb went to Reid Hoffman, and Reed Hoffman was like, just crush them, you've got a much better product, Yeah. don't bow down to them. But then they went to the guy that started Groupon, I should know his name, damn yeah. it. But anyway, they went to him and he said, look, take the deal, because they are master operators. Like They managed to grow that business so quickly that UK, Ireland, and a bunch of European countries... And then Groupon just came and swallowed them up. And you know the guy from Groupon admitted himself. He said, "You know they just conquered Europe for us. So yeah. they'll do a job. But in the end, Airbnb decided to, to go their own way and killed them off.
1: Yeah, well, they're smart. Because I've seen them um, They can do not work with, twice with different, different businesses?
0: Yeah, they also have a restaurant booking yeah. uh, platform as well, Quandu. I think yeah. they've got that. I think
1: they just make a business of it. Yeah, and it's like basically you told tell me earlier off air that this idea you have is there anyone been done in America it's done by a Walmart, so it's not new but it's different in what they do it.
0: Yeah, but the Americans are just scared of Europe. Yeah. I think like, oh GDPR banking regulations, yeah. you know. I think over there at the Wild West they can get away with anything. So what was really interesting about the case study in America was, you know, it was so popular over there. Yeah. but they everybody in America gets paid every fortnight. Everybody just gets paid every fortnight. Like that's just how it is. Yeah. And then when we looked at it, I was like, well there's a bigger use case in Europe, because most people are paid monthly. Yeah. So actually the financial strain is way bigger on a monthly pay cycle than it is on a bi monthly one. Yeah. So we thought there was actually a bigger use case for it here. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I'm, I'm just thinking that basically in America you said it's like always like going into the, into Deadwood City.
0: Yeah, you know it's different regulation in every yeah. state. You know, so it's uh Look, it's been great for us. You know, we, we were the first people to do it in Europe. Now, you know, the competition is coming, which proves it's a great idea. Yeah. You know, I think five people have set up and come in behind us. Luckily, they don't have the, the tech to rival ours. Yeah. So we're the only people that have the tech that can do auto-reconciliation of funds at the end of the month. Um, All the others ask for, like, they do a manual deduction, so the payrolls won't have to manually deduct it. Yeah, you either. always
1: find that when you've got an idea and it's almost as copying your idea, you know it's going to work. I know it's fine. The guys who were in there first, or the guys are going to still be there because they've got a, tech, they've got the, uh, a, a head start on it. And because they've gone go a bit longer, they the clients and the money behind it.
0: Look, everybody's going to get paid like yeah. this in the next 10 years. It's just a case of who's going to be leading the pack. Yeah, you know We are throwing the kitchen sink at making sure that we're going to be the, the people leading the pack. Yeah. But you know we're well aware there's people trying to eat our dinner and breakfast and lunch coming in behind us so we have to be on top of our game
1: right thanks so much for that and have a great day